Welcome to Hot Taking It, a Faking It Rewatch podcast. I'm Alex, and I use they/them pronouns. I'm Lainey, and I use she/hers. And today we are talking about episode five, which is called "Remember the Crocombouche." <laughs> the Crocombouche. <laughs> this is the episode where they said the word Crocombouche about fifty-five times. <laughs> but it's good. I think it's good. Yeah. Okay, so. It starts with Karma going to Amy's house and being like, we're going to have a girls' weekend, and I'm not going to talk about Liam at all. But I, I really love how, like, Karma's like, oh, yeah, we, me and Liam broke up, and Amy is, like, out of her mind excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Amy. A very normal reaction. <laughs> um. Yeah, she brings cookie dough and frosting mm-hmm. and the Twilight movies. Um, but then it turns out, right, that it's also Amy's mom's bridal shower. Right. And her mom has been asking Lauren to help her plan it. And Lauren, like, gives Amy's mom a hug and then winks at Amy over her shoulder. <laughs> to be like, I'm such a better daughter, I'm planning the bridal shower. God, this episode, like, thinking about, like, both Amy and Lauren's relationship to femininity in this episode was, like, it, it, it had me kind of emotional, honestly. Yeah. Even though on the surface it's, like, about trying to get attention from Amy's mom, like, there's really a lot going on. Oh, totally agree. And Amy's mom is, like, the avatar of femininity, basically. Mm-hmm. I also love her. Oh, me too. Um, Okay, so the whole big thing is that Lauren ordered a croquembouche for (laughs) the (laughs) shower, uh, which is the trendiest dessert, and it's really exciting, and she ordered it from a special bakery in Dallas, Um, and so they have to go pick up the croquembouche. Yes, all three of them have to go pick up the (laughs) croquembouche. Lauren kind of manipulates Amy's mom, Farah, into uh, making... Amy and Karma, like, okay, so she tries to get her to disinvite Karma from the bridal shower because she's like, mm-hmm. I think it's inappropriate because, like, they're dating and Karma shouldn't stay overnight and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. basically, Farah's like, well, it's okay if you all three hang out together, so why don't you all go together to Dallas? Yes, and it's a great excuse for them to all end up on, like, a beautiful road trip montage that I love. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> This just backfired on Lauren in, like, the biggest way because, like, they really do just spend the whole car ride being really gay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Lauren's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) They play, like, 20 questions, but the whole thing is that, like, they know each other so well that they get everything within, like, three questions. Yep. And the way that Amy plays 20 questions, the first question Karma asks is, is it someone you hate? The answer is always yes. It's like when Amy said in her dating profile, she's like, the best way to get to know me is to know what I mean. (laughs) I love Amy. She's great. There's a part where um, at first Karma's sitting in the back and Amy and Lauren are in the front, but then Amy goes into the back seat and um, she starts like, oh, sorry, Karma's giving her a back rub. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, really sensual. And Lauren <laughs> is like, you guys don't have to fake being lesbians right now. Like, I know that you're not. And they're like, no, this is just how we act. <laughs> I wrote down, I think Maggie Stiefvater should watch the show. <laughs> it's called 
I'd be your best friend. <laughs> I do genuinely like... The, okay, I mentioned that because... Um, it, it Basically, a larger discussion about how, like... I think a lot of, like, straight media, like wants you to think that there's, like, this really clear distinction between, like, platonic affection and romantic affection. Right. Um, for gay people and for straight people, I guess. But, like, the truth is that, like, it's a lot messier than that, and that's kind of what the show is about. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially when you, as an individual, are not, like, drawing lines about your attraction based on gender, then it's, like, really complicated. Yeah. <laughs> the list of people that... Amy hates that Karma guesses for 20 questions was Matthew McConaughey, Bristol Palin, and Judy Dench. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> She's like, yeah, finally, of course I hate Judy Dench. <laughs> like, why? Why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, Bristol Palin, fine. But like, why? Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, yeah. So, the thing with, like, we record these episodes in batches of two at a time, and, like, Half, and, and both of these episodes were episodes where I 100% forgot the, like, subplot because the, like, A plot was so memorable and, like, yes. I had literally no memory of the B plots of these episodes until I rewatched them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I um, remembered this one, though. I remembered this one very clearly. I did. Um, <laughs> so, I, because I think about this all the time when I'm, like, a fan of characters who are, like, a straight person and a gay person who are best friends when they do this, mm-hmm. like, tag team pickup. Anyway, the, what happens here is Liam and Shane go to a gay bar to tag team pick up straight girls and gay guys. Mm-hmm. Which kind of but, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> and Liam uses the line multiple times. He's like, I don't really see straight or gay. I just see the person. Okay. I, just- I honestly thought that was pretty on point satire because every time he says that, the straight girls are like, that is so sweet. You're I know. so woke. <laughs> it's like, it rings pretty true in my experience. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good line, but I also still hate Liam. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I did not like that Liam several times called it a hunting trip. Oh, yeah. That was gross. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this episode is just, like, presumably Liam is, like, trying to get someone to sleep with him because he thinks it'll cure him of his feelings for karma. But, right. like, I don't f- I feel like it's not different enough from him, like, without feelings. You're you so know? right. Yeah. <laughs> Shane is like, Liam's acting really weird. It's like, is he? <laughs> <laughs> is he? Exactly is he, though? Like, at Shane's party in the first episode. Yeah. He... He's horny. Okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted to point out that Shane, like, in the last episode when he's helping Amy flirt, he's like, oh, you can, like, use these lines to get out of a romantic situation. And he uses one of his own, like, bad lines in this episode when... Oh, I didn't notice that. This guy is, like, um, flirting with him, kind of, and he's like, I just realized my parents are getting divorced and I no longer believe in love. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. And also they wrote down the line that the guy uh, used on Shane, which was, my favorite films explore the emotional destruction caused by <laughs> I wrote that too. And I also, like, if this guy is supposed to be, like, like if this is 2014 and this guy is supposed to be, like, somewhere between, like, 16 and 21, he 
He would have been, like, at the oldest, like, five or something when 9-11 happened. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> and if he's, like, their age, which is 16, he would have been, like, literally two. Which isn't to say that, like, 9-11 didn't have an impact on people who were, like, two years old when it happened, but, like... <laughs> I mean, I think that's the point, though, is that this is, like, weird niche interest, and Shane's like, yeah, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. I really liked Shane in this episode. I know. I like him in all these early episodes. I keep having to remind myself. I'm like, why did I end up hating Shane? I don't know. He's great. I know we're getting to some bad Shane stuff, though. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, like, I keep being dazzled by how pretty this show is to watch. Oh, yeah? Like, just everyone is always, like, so impeccably, like, styled and dressed. And, like, the lighting is really nice and the color is really saturated. I just really like the visual qualities of it i like watching it yeah yeah it's nice so like the whole plot of this episode is that like this is this is worse even than just trying to pick up people as like pairs but they're trying to like seduce twins yeah (laughs) which is just like oh my god (laughs) it's like these hot twins that live in their town that they're obsessed with already like they already know who they are Mm -hmm. their names are peter and petra (laughs) i think so yeah. I think it might have been Peyton and Petra. I think it might have been Pater. Pater. That sounds right. And Petra. Because <laughs> they're ambiguously European. <laughs> yeah, I think all the background characters in faking it, like, they don't give enough credit. Like, so wild, the sexy protest lady, and, like, the weird <laughs> twins. Like, yep. they do have, have good concepts. <clears throat> so they get into they're like talking with the twins they're flirting with them in like adjacent booths in the bar mm-hmm. um and it gets a little bit weird and a little incesty yep like this whole joke about how like the twins are more into each other than shane and liam yeah it's not great but also like there's a couple of really really funny lines in there yes um my favorite my favorite whole sequence is where like um the guy is talking to to Shane and it's like <laughs> so here see for Halloween 2010 we dressed up as as see I'm Harry Potter from the books and she's Harry Potter from the movies <laughs> note the, note the subtle differences which was very funny and then like um he goes like, wow, I bet that was even more fun than Halloween 2009. And he goes, nothing was more fun than Halloween 2009. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, that was really good. Um, oh, yeah. Lauren and Karma and Amy get to the bakery and... It's like closed or something. It turns out to be okay, but um, they have a big fight about it first. Mm-hmm. And um, she, like, Lauren's like having a meltdown and she lets slip to Amy that Farah made her, Lauren, the maid of honor. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in this scene, there's one more instance that has been going through this whole thing of. Amy and Karma calling it a cake, and Lauren being like, it's not a cake, it's a croquembouche. <laughs> she lists off all the celebrities that have had croquembouches at their bridal showers, and she says, I read that Kim Kardashian is serving a croquembouche made of thousands of tiny croquembouches. 
Um, yes. Okay. And then I don't think much happens until they, like, get back, right? Right. Um, and then basically, like, at the... I forget if something happens between that and the actual bridal shower. Um, Amy actually confronts Farah about mm. Lauren being the maid of honor. Yeah, because she's like, oh, you don't like all this feminine stuff. Like, exactly. And Lauren loves all this feminine stuff, and it's just, ugh. <sighs> like, it, it is, it is like, like, real, this, like, I think, Amy, like, Amy, like, legit struggles with, like, aspects of, of her gender connected to her sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I think she really wants to be, like, you know, like, cute and pretty, but also, like, doesn't really feel comfortable in dresses and, like, yeah. doesn't connect to a lot of traditional stuff. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I definitely related to, like, her feeling of sort of, like, never being good enough at, like, this tradi- traditional femininity stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just compounded by Lauren, like, swooping in and being this, like, perfect, like, pretty feminine girl. But, like, with stuff you find out later about Lauren, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that Lauren is, like, not necessarily – she do- also doesn't necessarily find it easy. Yeah. Um, but it's also really important to her. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we've talked about how they keep calling Amy Butch, even though <laughs> yeah. she's, like, Butch at best. Like, basically, <laughs> that just means she mostly wears pants. Like, yeah. she is perfectly made up all the time. She has, like, long flowing hair and beachy waves, etc. Um, but this does kind of make you wonder if she would be Butcher if she felt like that was an option. Oh, no, you're going to break my heart. Well, like, you know, it seems like with her mom, her mom is pretty controlling about Amy's, like, behavior yeah. and her appearance and... Uh, maybe, like, when she goes to college, she'll, like, you know, get that haircut that all queer girls get when they're in college. And mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, up a little bit more. I think she probably will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just made me sad <laughs> about MTV's faking it. <laughs> That's not going to be the first or last time. That's true. <laughs> um, I also liked about this part that Karma starts to, like, say to Amy, like, you know, I think you're just focusing on Lauren instead of your issues with your mom, which was really insightful and really good advice. So good job, Mm -hmm. Karma. Yeah. I was like, I wish Karma had, like, literally any of this reflection towards herself. God, for real. (laughs) Oh, seriously. But she does a great job of, like, being her best friend in this moment. Yeah. And it was cute. Um, And then there's, uh, like, the actual bridal shower happens um amy just like has is like constantly on the verge of being like lauren doesn't actually like my mom like she's just doing this to get back at me like which i don't know i wonder if she how much she actually believes that and how much of it is like jealousy um but it ends with her basically like yelling that to everybody at the bridal shower and then destroying the croquemouche yep (laughs) um and then Lauren, like, throws, like, the little croquembouche balls at her and starts, like, a food fight. Um, and it's just terrible. Yeah. Um, 
this was like a nice parallel to the first episode where Lauren tries to out Amy and Karma and be like, they're not lesbians, they're faking it. And this time Amy is like, Lauren doesn't actually love my mom. She's mm-hmm. just faking it. She's just doing it to get to me. Yeah. <sighs> the themes of the show. Yeah. Um, everybody's trying to be something that they're not or feel like they're not. Right, but also in mo- both of those cases, the person is misjudging the situation, so... Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so back to, like, the whole Liam and Shane situation, um, which is that uh, they're about to get, like, carded for underage drinking, mm-hmm. um, and Shane makes them leave, and Liam is like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to wear this 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 girl's brother's clothes and hook up with her, which is like Liam. I know. Yeah, and uh, so Shane is like, "Why were you being so weird tonight? Why were you so desperate to hook up with people? You can hook up with people all the time. Like, calm down." And Liam is like, "Oh, there's this girl, and I was gonna have sex with her, but I didn't. It didn't feel right." So I wanted to just prove to myself that I could have sex with someone, I guess. <laughs> he fucking, he sucks. And I, I really liked how cute it was with Shane being like, oh, you have feelings. Mm-hmm. Also, adorable. after all this time that we've been making fun of Liam and Karma for making out in the art studio. I know. Shane is like, oh, so you were going to do a classic Liam Booker cheap art studio hookup, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I wrote down a classic art studio hookup and then just in all caps, when? When has this worked? <laughs> With Soleil, <laughs> probably in the past. I guess, but like somebody comes in every single time we see it on screen. That's so true. <sighs> like, again, like his problem is that he doesn't understand where girls want to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like Liam has a moment of like, He's like, you know, she has a girlfriend. Um, and then Shane obviously puts two and two together that it's karma. Um, yeah. Shane, for once, is, like, a good friend to everybody involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So he, he – okay, so here's a th- my issue with this scene is that mm-hmm. he's being a good friend to both Liam and Amy because mm-hmm. he knows that it's real for Amy and Amy cares about karma. So he's like, mm-hmm. I actually don't think Amy would be okay with what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I think that's why you know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But we know that Amy's into karma, but from Liam's perspective, karma told him that they have an open relationship and that Amy's cool with it. So, like, and if this was the actual situation and Shane was like, I think you know this is wrong, really. Like, that'd be so obnoxious, right? <laughs> yeah, but, like, I feel like I feel like the difference isn't that, like, isn't it isn't because Karma has a girlfriend? It's because like they sneak around to do it. I guess mm. I, I don't know. Like to me, it didn't feel like the difference between like somebody having a girlfriend and not having a girlfriend, and like treating it like a secret because like because like I feel like Liam is I don't know. I'm I'm struggling to like articulate my thoughts. Um, I I think Liam just like I I don't know. Shane's advice does, like, make sense to me here on on some level. Um, I don't know. I guess it just, like, I, I have an ongoing issue with the writers seeming to not understand polyamory. And, like, obviously this is not polyamory. 
Like, yeah. it's not a healthy situation at all, and no one's really being honest with each other. But, like, the fact that, like, I don't know, it, the situation that Karma has set up where she's, like, mm. we have an open relationship, but also mm. it's a secret, I guess, is really weird. And maybe that's why there's, like, no real good advice to give. Yeah. Except, like, you need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, the show is very strange about polyamory. Um but what show isn't? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, I did like that Liam got really excited when Shane was like, yeah, you probably feel bad because you know it's yeah. wrong. <laughs> and he was like, wow, I do have integrity. I have too much integrity. He's really so happy funny. about himself. He fucking, he just doesn't understand, like, morals at all. No. <sighs> Um, he's just, again, I guess Karma and Liam are, like, the two with the least self-awareness. Yeah, real. I mean, and even when Shane starts to be kind of a bad person, he is mm-hmm. very aware of it. Oh, yeah, like, Lauren and Shane and Amy are all, like, tortured by their own self-awareness. And yes. then, like, Karma and Liam, like, just don't know, they just have no zero self-awareness. <laughs> yeah, they're just going through life. Yeah. <laughs> and it is interesting that karma is really insightful about amy's feelings and obviously that shows us how much she cares about amy mm-hmm. yeah but also that she has a lot of emotional intelligence she just yeah doesn't apply it inward yeah that next scene um is the one that i think i saw you tweeting about oh, um i got too emotional ugh, it's so romantic um how to how to explain it because like Karma has to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Farah is like, okay, Karma, I think you have to go home. Which is, like, a very reasonable punishment for, like, ruining the bridal shower like that. Yeah, and also, um, this was also a really, really, like, genuinely sad moment when Farah is kind of like, Amy, why did you ruin my bridal shower? And she's like, are you taking revenge on me because I'm having a hard time with you being a lesbian? Yeah. And she was like, I just, like, don't know how to relate to you anymore. I don't know who you are anymore. It was really sad. Yeah. I really, I really like what they do with, like, familial relationships in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Karma is like, you know, this will all just be, like, a silly memory eventually. Like, when we, you know, like, you know, even if you're not your mom's maid of honor, you'll be my maid of honor and I'll be yours. And we'll get married and... Uh, to you know to other people um (laughs) and uh you know live in houses next to each other and eventually we'll say remember that croak and boosh yeah when we're old ladies in our rockers yeah it was so cute and amy's like maybe we should just marry each other yep and then she like instantly deflects from that sincere sentiment and it's like, mm-hmm. ugh, my mom would love that. And Karma's like, well, who cares what your mom thinks? I'm your family. Oh, my God. And Amy's I like, dying. I know, and I'm so lucky. <laughs> they love each other. They're so in love. <sighs> For the rest of this scene after this conversation, Amy was so, like, dreamy at Karma. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, just she kept, like, gazing at her with, like, the softest eyes and, like, talking in, like, the sweetest voice. She was so, like, love-struck for the rest of this scene after this. they said these things to each other. 
I just, I just, I just can't, Lainey. It's too much. I know. Are you, are you crying, Alex? I'm not crying. <laughs> um, like, there was a moment when Karma, Amy's like, okay, finally, I'm going to lift the, like, Liam ban. You can talk about Liam. And Karma starts talking about how Liam drew back and didn't want to have sex with her. And she goes, I think it's because he's not attracted to me. And Amy was like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. In, like, the dreamiest <sighs> voice. Amy. Oh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think the, the very last scene of this episode, Karma walks home, and Liam is waiting outside of her house, and they have, like, a, a actual, like, pretty good conversation about where they're at mm-hmm. at first. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, like, Liam's, like, I, like, I really like you, but, like, or I, I don't know if he even says that. He's, like, I really wish we could do this, but, like, I feel too weird about, like, you being in a relationship with, with, uh, with Amy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I actually didn't notice this until watching this this time, time through, but they have part of this relationship, like, straight up, like, in a Twilight homage. Mm. <laughs> like, Karma's standing there, like, closer to the camera, and Liam is standing behind her. <laughs> Oh, like in shit. the like in the like you know say it vampire. Oh my scene god! In Twilight. That's really funny because there were multiple Twilight references in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually noticed that because like a couple episodes ago, I was joking that Amy would be one of those people that hates Twilight and <laughs> thinks it's like ruining our society, and then. Karma's like, I brought over all the Twilight movies. So I was like, hmm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they like Twilight. And then later, Karma was like, you could be hate-watching Twilight right now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like, you know that, like, Karma has some, like, sincere, like, appreciation for Twilight. Yeah, the idea of them, like, doing activities together that Karma sincerely likes and Amy is doing ironically is so funny. <laughs> it's really, it's very funny. <laughs> Um, so then, oh, also I wanted to point out a great karma line in this scene, which is, karma's like, oh, sorry, my phone was off. It's girls weekend. Then again, I guess every weekend is girls weekend when you're a lesbian, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Too true. <laughs> um, but then, so Liam starts to be like, I wish we could do this, but we can't, and starts to walk away maturely. And then <laughs> Karma panics and is like, no, we can include Amy. We could have a threesome. God, I love faking it. It's a good show. Uh, Karma's, Karma remembered that she was Karma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and had to come up with some idea like that. It's so funny how she was reasonable for the entire episode until now. So it's like when she's just hanging out with Amy, she can just be chill but as soon as Liam's in the picture, she, like, loses her goddamn mind. That's so true. <laughs> That's why she should be with Amy and not Liam. <laughs> yeah, because she's actually, like, on a serious note, like, chill and comfortable with Amy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Mm. Okay, should we get into uh, into segments? Absolutely. There was, like, a Shane outing watch this week. Um what did uh, he do? I mean, he just basically, like, told Liam that, like, there's, like, weird incest going on between the <laughs> twins. 
That's right. That's right. Because I remember that the twin that Shane was talking to was way more explicit about it. Yeah. Than Liam's twin. And they like looked under the table. Like Shane like looked under the table mm-hmm. and the twins were like holding hands across booths. It was weird. It was a weird yeah. part. I don't I don't know that I I don't know that people would write that like even like now, five years later. But like I was like, you know, it's good to out incest in this situation. Um, didn't they have the same plot like in Friends though? It's I feel like it's kind yeah. of a classic sitcom plot to be like I really like this guy, but he's a little too close to his sister. I feel like they might have done it in How I Met Your Mother, too. Yeah, here's here's the question, though. Should it be? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not arguing that point. I think it's probably yeah. not a great plot. I just mean, like, I don't know if they even now would be like, that might be too much. Because I feel like it's, it's like a cliche at this point. Yeah. It's well-worn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but otherwise, like, Shane is really good this episode. Yeah, it's it's next episode when he starts to, yep, do some. I'm so excited. Shenanigans, <laughs> yes. Um, so for bad decision of the week, um, I wrote down Amy like destroying the Krogenbush. Yeah, no because question. I feel like the threesome suggestion like belongs to the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because obviously the next episode is all about the threesome. Karma like, blurted that out out of panic, whereas Amy had some build-up to destroying the Krokenbush. I don't know if that was her plan, but she was like, I'm going to do something to get back at Lauren, and Karma warned her off it, so it was yeah. like, she, this was a little bit premeditated, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Lauren was like, take from the top, and she was like, I have to take this one, it looks so bushy. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a- Amy just, like, letting her, her, like, feelings, like, of, of hurt and rejection, like, totally take over was the bad decision of the week. Absolutely. And then the, the best, best pop culture, pop culture reference. reference. Yes. What did you have for that? Okay. Um, I had when they get stuck in traffic and Lauren is like, this wouldn't be happening if we hadn't waited until the end of your show. And Karma's like, well, we had to find out if she said yes to the dress. <laughs> um. I had when uh, Amy walks down into the kitchen and sees that Lauren and, and her mom are, like, preparing for the bridal shower. And she goes, this looks like Martha Stewart's prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> oh, I mean, also, like, we can consider the amazing Harry Potter line to be. Yes. Yes. Excellent. I also had that. Yeah. I also had that written down. Okay, so for cleverest insult, I had the line that was immediately after the Martha Stewart's prison cell line, which is when Lauren is like, oh, Amy, I didn't notice you there. With all those earth tones, you blend right in. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this, like, counts as an insult, but for me, I had, like, when, like, Shane was trying to get Liam to, like, stop seducing the twins and was like, "Um, you'll have to smell the flowers in her attic later. (laughs) I wrote that down, too. That was contender for one of my favorite lines of the episode it was very funny i would say that almost justified the incest plot (laughs) almost Almost. (laughs) it was just such a good pull (laughs) i think my like jaw actually dropped when he said that it's very funny i feel like a writer came up with that and then they wrote the whole plot line (laughs) around the joke someone was definitely like getting really excited when they realized that they could put in a flowers in the attic reference (laughs) yeah Anyway, 
line least likely to be said by a real human person? Um, I've already mentioned like all the ones we've already mentioned all the ones yeah. that I wrote down. Um, yeah, me too. Like the nine eleven one, and the like. I no longer believe in love one. Imagine trying to get out of a conversation by saying, uh, actually, my parents are getting divorced, so I realized I no longer believe in love. I feel like the reason Shane can pull that off is because he doesn't give a shit so fully. Like, he understands that this is very obvious as a line to get out of the conversation, but he just bails after that, you know? <laughs> He's like, fuck it. Yeah. I think Shane, like, for all his faults, does, like, in a lot of ways, not care what anyone thinks about him, which can be... A strength, you know? Yeah, yeah. He only cares, like, what, like, guys that he wants to date think of him. Yeah, I mean, like, later on in the show, he kind of gets obsessed about whether or not he's a good person, but... I mean, that's a good thing to obsess about, I think. Yeah, but in it, terms it, of, it, to like... Some, to some degree. In terms of, like, people thinking that he's, like, weird or strange or, like, f- for what his behavior is, he doesn't care, so that's good. Yeah. Um... Okay, and then worst person of the week? I wrote down Liam. <laughs> Just because <laughs> I feel like it goes I feel like it goes to him like if nobody else is terrible, but like but also because like again, he's being gross and referring to like trying to find somebody to sleep with his hunting. He's like almost getting Shane caught for underage drinking. He like he doesn't understand morality until Shane spells it out for him. Like, <laughs> I agree. Actually, I just I think it's a soft Liam this week. Yeah, um, it's funny because the person that does the most like obviously wrong thing is Amy, but she's a lot more sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Liam is just like this, <laughs> but he has like a mini redemption arc this week. Right. Um, I really hated his like, description of how gay bars are full of straight girls and Mm -hmm. they're, like, all on the rebound and he can give them good rebound sex. Like, shut the fuck up. Also, if you're a straight guy, don't go to a gay bar. Like, fair enough if you are going with your gay friend to hang out, Mm -hmm. but if you're going to, like, pick up girls, fuck off. I know. I hate him. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like, really, like, I just can never believe he's that good at sex because he's, like, (laughs) no matter how much, like, he's supposed to be 16. Yeah. Aren't they 15? I think they're 15. They can drive though, right? Oh, maybe. I just, I think there's like still a couple more years that they're still in school. Yeah, I think they're sophomores, but they're 16. Okay. I don't know. They might be 15. But like, like a 16-year-old is not much better at sex than a 15-year-old, I don't think. <laughs> great point, great point. Like, I don't um, know. Like... I know the show wants me to, like, believe that Liam hooks up all the time, but I just don't. (laughs) Yeah, it seems more likely that he has this persona and Shane believes that he hooks up all the time. Yeah. The thing with Liam is that he has this whole thing where he thinks his views on sexuality are really enlightened and therefore he's, like, not gross. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually really fucking realistic in, like, an upsetting Yeah, way. honestly. He's one of these guys who's like, well, I'm really sex positive, and I believe it's the woman's choice to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the like, God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the show is just, like, a good, like, it's part of the whole commentary on being, like, fake woke, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why, like, I 
the like I don't see gay or straight line didn't bother mm-hmm. me because I felt like it was really self-aware on the part of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, Liam. That's all I have to say. He's like, it's actually super woke that I see women all as potential sexual interests and I just care about fucking them because I empower them. (laughs) I empower their sexuality. (laughs) I told them the ground rules before we started this. God. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Is that all we wanted to talk about? I'm so excited to start talking about the threesome, honestly. Yeah. It's a great, this is a great cliffhanger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that's all for Remember the Crokenboosh. Thank you for listening. If you want more of us, you can follow us on our Twitter at Hot Taking It or my Twitter. I'm at Magpilena and Alex. I'm at Kismet Nemesis. Or you can send us an email at hottakingit at gmail.com. I really want an email. I don't know what would even be in the email, but I want one. We get them from uh, Podbean sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Podbean is our biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And also, our Twitter is good, if I do say so myself, as the person who primarily runs it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I like it, too. Okay. So, I'm Alex, and whoa. I'm Lainey, and I know. <laughs>